Rodgers looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. And it's caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. The game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. How about those Chiefs? Welcome to the Kingdom Corner here with Dale and Andrew. We are previewing Chargers week coming up here. And so another big division matchup here early on in the season. Uh, but we want to remind you once again, right up front, make sure you're sharing this, liking it, uh, I mean, subscribe to our podcast and whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, we want to hear from you too. So find us um, online through this podcast or even on Twitter at uh, kingdom underscore corner. Uh, I guess on X now, not Twitter anymore. But yeah, X, you know, please, little respect. Uh, my apologies, Elon. My apologies. <laughs> so on X, right? Find us. We we really do want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts, um, man. If there's questions you have about some games coming up or whatever it is, we'll do our best at, to answer those things. But Dale, it's Chargers Week. Chargers Week has has there been a shift? I mean, I feel like we almost hate the Chargers more than we hate the Broncos or the Raiders. Well. I, th- I think it's a uh, well. I don't know if I'd say I'd hate them more, but there's well, I mean, like the games are a, a little more competitive. Yes, yes. There's definitely right, more right. of a rivalry right now, just because those games have been so close over the years. So Mahomes has uh, been doing really well against the AFC West, but the Chargers are the team, and not just him, but the Chiefs in general. Right, right. That have been giving them the most trouble trouble over the past few years. And I want to say that Mahomes has only lost his AFC. West games at home. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, uh, the Raiders have beat them once, and the Chargers have beat them twice. So, I mean, really, yeah. like this is a trap game, if you will, because Mahomes has only been beat. He's never lost on the road. That's unreal. It unreal. Very unreal. And yeah. we've yet to lose – let me rephrase that. Mahomes has yet to lose <laughs> to the Broncos since he started, right? So, Well, I think you can say, you can say we because you're in the stadium a lot of times. There screaming you your head off so i mean like you bring a difference to the game yeah well and the chargers <laughs> they played in that game on monday night yeah and uh they have a new super fan uh in the making here that got a lot of publicity uh this uh, stay-at-home mom that was screaming oh, no. her head off and did you people... did you see you didn't see did you did i see what She's also a super fan for the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I did not see that. So she may be a super fan for all these teams. But oh man, well that's what my point was. There's there's a lot of controversy. Is is she a plant? Is she just there yeah. to try to hype it up? And uh, they had her on the Pat McCaffrey show, and yeah. uh, you know apparently she's been a Chargers fan now. I'll use that term loosely because I don't know all loosely. the details. Apparently, you know more about this than I do. Well, listen, I'm just keeping my ear low to the ground. I just listen to all things. I take them all in. And uh, I mean, you got to feel bad for the uh, Charger fans. I mean, just as a whole. I mean, just as a football fan. I mean, we've been there. I feel like uh, where every year was our year. Like, okay, here we go. We got the coach. We got the quarterback. We're rolling. And we had Matt Castle. How could we lose? How can we lose? <laughs> uh, but it feels like every year, uh, every time in the standings, even when Pat has been in the league, uh, it feels like the Chargers are the ones who are going to win the Super Bowl. They're the, they're the ones picked to finish top of the division. And, oh, my goodness, it's week seven. And look where we have them at in the division. So, I mean, the Chiefs almost can lock up the division tomorrow or Sunday. Man, well, just about. <laughs> just about. So, <laughs> yeah. I know there's a lot of football. Would, I know there's a lot of football. Yeah, it would definitely yeah. put them in a in a huge lead, though. Uh, yeah. They're, they're already tied for the league the Chiefs are for uh, the best record in the entire NFL. And so, they're obviously leading their division because of that, too. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's interesting. And, you know, and to your point, you know, I do feel bad for charging it because they go to their home games. They're not really even home games no. because they can't fill the stadium with their own fans. It's mainly opposing fans. And, yeah. and, I, and I've often wondered, man, do the Chargers regret leaving San Diego where they actually had a home field advantage? Mm. So, I mean, no. for, for the money, probably not, but for probably the players not. perspective, yeah, I would guess that they probably are. Uh, All right. Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, it's not, uh, not just the charger. I think the LA market uh, in general, because I know uh, Stafford has had to use a silent count uh, a couple times in his own stadium, and so which is yeah. wild to me that you got to use a silent count uh, because part of that whole thing about the the cadence and all that is an advantage. Uh, you can call guys offside and stuff like that. So when you use a silent count, it doesn't help anybody. Yeah, well, and the Chargers they've already had their buy this. A year already. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't last week, but the week before. Yeah. So they had theirs early in the season. Uh, man, like we've talked before, I'd much rather have that by later in the season where maybe you're a little more banged up and you need a little bit more rest. But right, they've already had there. So the Chiefs are sitting at five and one. The Raiders are second in their league at <laughs> at a uh, three and three. Chargers at two and three, and Denver's bringing up the rear at one and five here. So uh, yeah. Well, let's jump into some of these numbers a little bit here. So the Chiefs offense is number fourth in the league, uh, averaging 382 yards a game. They're second in passing. Uh, they are 11th in rushing, ninth in scoring, averaging 24 and yeah. a half sacks a game. And so far uh, this year, they've given up six sacks as an offense. So wow, um, that's second in the league. So pretty good. Pretty good for that. Yeah. Uh, flip side, the Chargers offense, they're number eighth offense in the league. Uh, so they still have a pretty high-powered offense. They're number five in passing. They're 18th in rushing, though. Uh, seventh in scoring, averaging 25.4 points a game. So just barely uh, more than the Chiefs. Uh, so less than one point difference there. And then they've given up 10 sacks uh, on the year. So they're tied for fifth in that stat. So, but... Uh, well, we'll jump to it a little bit more later. But anyways, the Chiefs' defense here, jump to that side. The defense All is right. number six in the league, so they're moving on up there in ninth last week, so they're moved up to sixth. They are sixth in pass defense. They are number 12th in uh, rush defense. They're second in scoring, giving up 14.7 points. Wow. I mean, you would have told me that at the beginning of the year. I said, this team's going undefeated. Undefeated. I would I would have told you that if you had told me that's uh where where their their stat would have been this far into the season. But then the Chargers defense, they are number 31 in the league. So or yeah, defense is 31 in the league. So not oh. too good. They're last in passing. So we played uh Denver uh right the previous week and they were last in rush defense and the Chargers are last in pass defense. Yeah. So they're they're giving up 289 passing yards a game. Okay. They're number 14th in rush defense. Uh, they're 23rd in scoring, so they're giving up 24.8 points a game. And so you look at that difference, that's where uh, their scoring difference is right there between their defense and their offense. And we talked before, the Chargers are notorious for winning and losing games by one possession. And their scoring differential here is 0.6 points apart between their defense and the offensive. Wow. 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 Yeah. That's big. I thought, I thought the Chargers spent a bunch of money on their defense. 
Well, they did. They even brought Khalil Mack back. <laughs> well, not back, but back to the AFC West. So, and uh, they're that man. Did he have but, six but sacks in one game, Khalil Mack? Not this year, but uh, I think in the past he has. Yes. Okay. So, so they are tied for third in sacks. Their defenses. They have twenty-one sacks on the year. For reference, the Chiefs uh, have seventeen sacks on the year. And Chris uh, Jones still uh, eight 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 games with a sack. That's right. That's right. So the Chargers are the only defense, though, that has two guys with five or more sacks on the year. Okay. So that's something to watch out for right there. Yeah. Yeah. Only team with two guys with five or more sacks on the year. So, yeah. And keep in mind, they've uh, also played one game less than a lot of teams, too, already. And they're still the only team with two guys with that stat. So Hmm. that's pretty good. That's really good. But one thing I want to point out here. Uh, what do you okay. think about the Chiefs' rushing defense? I think there's some holes. Stopping the run. Yeah. I think there's some holes in there. I think uh, with the advantage is, even though our offense is not playing very well, we are still playing with a lead. Yes. And so that, that makes that makes the team one-dimensional. So I think I'm, I'm a little nervous if we can't play with a lead, mm-hmm. what will happen? Uh, because then they can just run it. So we play like one of these teams that has some uh, prolific uh, running backs. I mean, I think we might be in some trouble there. So if like the Raiders jumped on a 10-point lead on us and then just ran Josh Jacobs, uh, what would our defense look like? But I think I trust Spags. Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 I'm on the record in this podcast saying he's the greatest defensive coordinator uh, ever. You're also on the and record so- <laughs> saying that we should fire him too. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it changes. But this year, but this it's year, fluid. You know. it's fluid. Right. Okay. It's fluid. Okay. Uh, it's uh, so yeah. I think he would make adjustments. I mean, I think Spag's probably the one of the greatest uh, defensive coordinators that makes adjustments in game. Uh, I mean, not even like at half. I'm just talking about in game. He can change things, and he's he's smart. And so it's a. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried, but yeah, I would be a little nervous if they just played keep away from Patrick. Yeah, for sure. I would too. Uh, the Just even for reference last week, right? The, right. The Broncos offense, uh, they uh, average just a little over 100 yards a game rushing, and they rushed for about 120 on us last yeah. year. Yeah. Not last year, last, last week. Right. Uh, and the chart – or sorry, the Chiefs defense here, even though they're number – 12 in rushing defense they're number 24 in yards per rush uh, they're, they're giving up four and a half yards per rush attempt right uh that's not good no so for reference for those who may not know you really want to be under four yards uh per rush rush attempt so and if you're under three you're elite and hats off yeah. to you, you're probably not going to be there but if you can average around <laughs> three three one uh per attempt that's right, right, right. Where you want to be, and I was, I was super shocked uh, that the Broncos went away from it so fast. Uh, the running, I figured yeah. uh, they would have kept running it because they were seeing success. Uh, but then once uh, it seemed like once the uh, Broncos got on the other side of the fifty, they panicked or whatever, and they would make silly mistakes. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. if I was a coach going against the Chiefs, I think I'd do, I'd get three running backs there and just sub them in and out and like let's just run the ball because you know offensive linemen love to run they hate yeah. pass blocking and so they love to run and so i think it would kind of reward them but uh let's hope not i mean the chargers got the new shiny toy kellen moore and he wants to prove a point that they can put up points so i doubt we'll have to really worry about the run but eckler is back uh i know he was back monday night but he wasn't 100 percent. i don't think and so he'll be back 
Uh, he is always dangerous, uh, yes, dangerous, is. dangerous weapon uh, for From the pass a, or the rush. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, he's, a, he's a two-way player. So, Yeah, absolutely. So here's another uh, interesting stat for you. See if you can right. guess this a little bit too. So game-winning drives of active players, right? Or we're yeah. just going to look at Herbert and Mahomes really. But So Herbert has 14 game-winning drives in his career. Wow. So, uh, and I think, if I remember correctly, Mahomes has played one season longer. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, so, do you know how yes. many game-winning drives Mahomes has? Uh, I man, it's going to be high because I feel like we play from behind a lot. But just to win the game, yeah, just game-winning drives. So, so you know, not like, like, like versus and versus the Jets. You know, it, okay, we went down and we took a knee at the one, so that would not be a game-winning drive. So that so would not to, be. A, Okay. You know, you're driving the field and you have to score to win. All right. I'm going to say, I feel like you're setting me up. So I'm going to say 10. Yeah. Well, I am setting you up a little bit. It's 15. Oh, okay. So, All right. 15. You know, okay. Yeah. But, you know, keep in mind, too, uh, the Chiefs, they rarely play from behind. There are some games, right? Especially right. In the playoffs that they're playing from behind. But typically, uh, they're not playing from behind at all. I mean, even this year, I think the Chiefs, I have to look at the stat again, but I believe they leave. They lead the lead right. in uh the time leading in a game this year. So wow. they're uh they they don't play from behind very often. But to your point, if they got to that point where they had to, I would be nervous playing against other teams based on our run defense right now. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh and I think like sometimes he gets down like there's been how many games? I can't even count how many games Mahomes has been down ten and then he just flips a switch or the offense flips a switch and they just boat race whoever is whoever they're playing and so like i mean yeah. you think about the houston texans down 24 you think about san francisco down 10 and they end up winning by double digits uh in the super bowl and then same with like that one game winning drive in the play or in the super bowl against the eagles last year would have been game winning drive uh for the field goal so yeah to win the game but yeah but they're always they play behind but then they catch up real quick and so it's not like uh the dramatics of walking down and kicking a field goal or scoring a touchdown a lot of times yeah uh i don't disagree with you at all there so uh what is the matchup to watch in this game yeah i think our our defensive line and eckler I know we kind of spoiled it there, uh, but I think that's kind of the matchup to watch. I think for me is to watch Eckler, see how he's doing uh, from coming back, and then to see how our defensive line responds. Uh, not like you said, you mentioned earlier, was that not only does he get a running threat, but he just leaks out of the backfield and catches it, and he can he can hurt you bad. And then the yeah. other thing I think what we need to watch for, maybe not to watch for, but uh, it seems like that finger was bothering Herbert quite a bit. I mean, he wore a glove over it, and so I know that's different feel and all that but i think watching herbert's uh finger on his non-throwing hand and see how that affects him yeah yeah i agree uh the other thing i throw in there too is herbert versus our defensive back so um, we have a great pass (laughs) what's that i ain't worried about that all right you you cannot be that's fine (laughs) i'm not saying you have to be worried i'm just saying it's a matchup to watch is all okay matchup to watch yeah Uh, i'm not saying i'm not saying this is a key to the game I'm okay. saying it's a magic right. to watch. Okay, match up to I mean, watch. No, no, the segment, Dale. No, the segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding here. But yeah, just a matter to watch. Uh, even though the Chiefs' pass defense is probably their best part, not probably yeah. it is the best part of their defense right now. Uh, the Chiefs uh, 
still need to watch that defensive back versus Herbert because they still right. have have the number five passing defense in the league the Chargers do. And so that's still a matchup to watch. I know they are now missing um, Mike Williams, right, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Out, but they still have some great uh, receivers and uh, even guys, you know, like Keenan Allen and Palmer and yeah, some of these other guys have had big games against the Chiefs in the past. So, uh, and I just think, you know, throw the stats out, right? Just it's right. A it's game. divisional game, yeah. Right, and so yeah. these teams are going to be playing tough, and they're going to be playing close. So that's just a matchup you need to watch. So the keys to the game. Here's here's my keys to the game. You can share okay. too. Let's hear it. It's uh, slow down the pass rush. Rush, right? So I yeah. shared earlier. There's two guys on the Chargers team that have five or more sacks already on the season in just five games uh, that they played. And so that's that's big. So slow those two guys down, and then also stop the run. Don't let Eckler uh, beat you, right? Uh, right? So basically match up with Eckler. And if you can stop Eckler from rushing and leaking out, uh, right. that's a key to the victory right there, stopping him. Yeah, 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 definitely. The key for me is uh, our wide receivers. <laughs> So yeah. this is going to be my key. Uh, let's, you know, this is one of the worst pass defenses on paper. Uh, they're all professional athletes, so they're going to play. And like you just mentioned earlier, it's a divisional game. So all these other players, they kind of step up and uh, play hard on their division. But I'm going to say, come on, uh, wide receivers, let's start uh, separating ourselves. And I think we just watch for that. Uh, I love listening to the Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey podcast, New Heights. And uh, Travis Kelsey had said that, you know, him and or him and the offense, Matt Nagy said, we got to stop talking about it and just do it. We got to stop talking about getting better. We just got to do it. And so I'm really hoping that this offense uh, will blow up this week. And so with a little motivation, I know they hear all the noise about how their defense is the one keeping the games, which it is. Uh, and yeah. so I think that they, they want to be, Really good. So I, I I determined the boys are going to be focused, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome game Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I I agree with you. So, uh, score predictions here. So uh, the spread here is pretty, uh, pretty big for what we thought. Right? Oh yeah, yeah yeah definitely. Yeah. So the spread is at five and a half currently, I believe. Uh, and for a division game, and as we've already talked about, the Chargers have beaten the Chiefs twice in the Mahomes era at Arrowhead. So that's yeah, that's big. And so five and a half points, I think, is a huge, and I think really too big. And you know, Vegas, you know, they get some things right. They picked, you know, what ten and a half for the Broncos, yeah. and the Chiefs beat them by eleven. So they're they're usually pretty spot on. About I, I don't know, I, I struggle with the five and a half. So I have Chiefs twenty seven, Chargers twenty four. Foo. Uh, I think that was the gonna... score. That's the score I had, but I'm going to change it. All right. Uh, so, all right. so we're not the same. So <laughs> right. I'm going to say uh, 17 Chargers to 24 Chiefs. All right. Just because I think uh, you think uh, Staley, well, you think the Chargers should score more points, but and Staley always ends up like boneheaded calls and things like that. And so, uh, man, Staley is on the hot seat, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, twenty four seventeen. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd be okay if uh, if he stayed a few more years. As we talked about before, I wish Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> still be pitching the Broncos. Right? <laughs> Give us the Chiefs an easier path. I'm all for it. I mean, uh, I mean, the, 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 the Patriots had the easiest path. Yeah, the Patriots had the easiest path for how twenty years. 
Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins are the only ones that tripped them up, and they were awful. They just happened to play well against yeah. the Patriots. So, yeah. Yeah, so those are um, – man, it's going to be a close game either way, I think. So oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that oh, all turns yeah. out. So let's jump into some Chiefs news real quick before we jump into our, our standings and stuff. So the big news coming out yesterday is the Chiefs traded for McCole Hardman. Uh, used to play for the Chiefs. You know, they drafted him, played for – uh, the Chiefs all of his career, and then this year in the offseason signed with excuse me, signed with the Jets. And they basically the Chiefs traded a a sixth round pick for a seventh round pick for him. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't really give up much. So what are your thoughts on bringing McCole Hardman back? Well, I I mean, yeah. It's not the pick I was hoping when you see Julio Jones go to the Eagles. Uh, but we understand the Chiefs don't have that much cap space. Right. Uh, because of their players. And so, so McCole Harmon, he knows the offense. Uh, he has a relationship with Pat. So I think that's good. Uh, hopefully he can help some of these wide receivers. Uh, he is a veteran. He's been in the league. I think was this his fifth year, fourth year uh, in the league. And so he's kind of has that presence. Uh, he's super fast. He's a playmaker. The jets were not using him uh, at all. Uh, and so he's healthy. He should be ready to go. So, it's not necessarily the the blockbuster pick we were thinking was going to happen, but oh, no, you know not we you were thinking it was going to happen. So. <laughs> okay, all right, sorry. The blockbuster pick I thought was going to happen uh, ended up just being a little flat. But hey, if McCole Harmon coming, I mean he had a big catch in the playoffs last year, and so he's he's used to the spotlight. He's played in these games before, so I think it's a adequate pick, but nothing to write yeah. home about. Right. I think uh, his best year with the Chiefs, he had about 600 yards or somewhere yeah. right around there. So uh, nothing fantastic, but, you know, a useful guy nonetheless. And, you know, I never thought the Chiefs were going to be making a big splash or a wide receiver like Julio <laughs> Jones, even though I would have loved to. Even Marquise yeah, Brown, yeah. you know, they talk about oh, him yeah. a lot from the Cardinals and just some of these guys like that. But I just never thought it was plausible just simply because of the Chiefs' cap space. Yeah. They've kind of cuffed themselves to it this year and they've kind of just. Uh, have these guys and relied so much on that they put all their cap space into the, into the team right. that they have, not expecting to make any moves because they were expecting this wide receiver room to be a lot more productive than it has been so far. Um, and so I think McCole Harmon is kind of, I, I'm not, I don't necessarily love it, but I don't necessarily hate it either. I, if I had to right. pick one side or the other, I'm more for it than against it, but sure, uh, just a guy who knows the system already. So that helps a lot. A guy who knows how Mahomes likes to roam around and create space and, you know, create some more time. And so, all those things are plus things and things that are going to help him. So hopefully he can help some of these younger guys even uh, learn the chief system a little bit more and go from there. But yeah, n nothing necessarily that I would make a big note of, but maybe some, but something that can at least help bring a little bit more there we uh, go. stability to the room, just more depth, especially with Justin Watson being out now. We don't know how yeah. long he's going to be out, but at least a few weeks. So that creates another roster spot availability anyway. So I think he's just going to fill that role. There you go. I like it. I mean, yeah. we'll see. He'll probably have five touchdowns this today, tomorrow <laughs> or Sunday. He might. Uh, so he might. we'll see how quickly <laughs> they act him to the to the roster. But yeah, it's uh, Andy Reid loves the jet sweeps with McCall Hartman. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they'll help with short yardage. But the other side is every team probably knows jet sweep is coming. So get ready. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, then. The other th big news is the uh, Frank Clark was playing with the Broncos this year, and they just released him uh, right after their game yeah. uh, against the Chiefs. I'm right. not sure he even played in that game. Uh, he 
for whatever reason, he just didn't work out there. And so there's been a lot of talk of where he's going to yeah. go. Uh, they didn't even uh, do anything with uh, Frank Clark. They basically just said, hey, we're going to cover his salary just to get him out of here. And so yeah. no one has to cover his salary wherever he goes with. So apparently there's no teams interested in a trade for him even, and that's why they just straight out released him rather than trying to trade him. Uh, but it gives Frank Clark the ability to sign with whoever he wants if he can sign anywhere. And so the news for this is he's a guy who knows the Chiefs system, and he's uh, supposedly has an appointment with the Chiefs tomorrow on Friday uh, for a physical for the Chiefs. And so that points to signs that the Chiefs are interested, uh, or at least very highly interested in bringing him back if they're taking him through a physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. Good, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, can tell you're you're so excited about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what what is Frank going to do? I mean, I think that takes a roster spot from some of these young kids that are learning and growing that aren't old and slow and don't do anything during the regular season. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and uh, as a reminder, we have Charles and Minnie come back this week, too. Right. So, I mean, I guess you want Frank in the building. I mean, depth is always good. I, I'll, I'll always say that. If we can have depth and he'll be fine on the practice squad until we need him. Well, I'll, then, I'll say, would you put him on the practice squad? Yeah. Would you be okay I, with that at least? I would be okay with that. Like, yeah, if, And bring say, him back for like the playoffs? I mean, playoff Frank. Let's go. Shark in the water. Let's keep him fresh. That's right. I'm not saying he doesn't do anything. I'm just saying like during the regular season, you're like, oh, man, we need to stop. Come on, Frank. Oh, yeah. Frank's just standing outside playing patty cake with the other <laughs> tackle over there. So yeah. anyway, that's that's pretty a little harsh. I mean, I know Frank can beat me up and all that, uh, but I'd like I respect Frank. But yeah, I just don't. Again, it's kind of like the Cole Hardman thing where you just don't get excited about Frank Clark. I know there will be some fans that don't know what's football and they'll be excited about Frank Clark coming back because they remember Frank making plays in the playoffs, not in the regular season, which. So we got to win first before we get to the playoffs. All right. Well, here's my question for Frank Clark for you then. Uh, is, are they bringing Frank Clark back? Because all signs point that they are. Yeah. Are they bringing him back because of what he can do on the field or more so what he can do off the field? You know, specifically, we know that Chris Jones has been a loud uh, voice for the Chiefs to bring him back. So are they yeah. bringing him back for maybe his leadership in the locker room or maybe to try to appease Chris Jones a little bit to try to, you know, get that, a right. long-term contract built out with him or something? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I do think – I know last year Frank really took uh, George Clawfus uh, under his wing and yeah. was really working with him after the after practices and things like that. So I'm sure Frank's a great locker room guy. And so, yeah, I think it would be more like continue working with the younger players, continue pushing younger players. And I think competition, right, breeds excellence. And so we want the most competition in the room. And so Frank can be like, if he starts playing hard and like, hey, I want to get a spot. Well, that's going to make everyone else nervous about like, oh, he's going to take my spot. I better step up my game. And so I always think like, you know, competition breeds excellence. And so let's let's compete uh, and see best person out there should be playing. All right. Well, good analysis. I like it. All right. There you go. Well, here's our player comparison for this week. All right. Two defensive backs. All right, got player A and player B here. So yeah, yeah. Um, so player A uh, has twenty tackles. Player Move. B has twenty-two tackles. Uh, passes defensed, they each have one. So about the same right there. Uh, Force okay. fumbles. Player A has zero. Player B has one. Fumble recoveries. Player A has two. Player B has one. Uh, they. A uh, player A has 
been targeted six times. Um, and uh, they've come. I'm sorry. He has uh, allowed six catches on him and is allowed 55 catches uh, from those player right. B five catches for 72 yards. And so player A has a 63% completion percentage against him. Player B has a 75 completion percentage against him. And PFF grades for uh, those who want to take those into consideration is, a, is just a company that grades players based on their whole performance. And so PFF grade for player A is 65.2. Um, and player B has a PFF rating of 74.3. So between player A and player B, who would you take between those two? Well, I mean, we can't, we can't, we can't dance around it, can we? We can't dance around who. <laughs> Might as we well take. not. Uh, we're going to take the guy on the the right there. Uh, so player B with twenty two tackles, one pass defense. Uh, so, I mean, the P. I mean, just seems like a dog, right? I mean, he's yeah. targeted quite a bit, and I'm going to say player B is no. I think you're trying to trick me again. And so I'm going to say player A is Sneed. And player B is whoever the cornerback is. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. They're both safeties. And remember, each team, oh, each team they're has both two, safeties. Well, they're, a safety is a defensive back. Okay. So, uh, so both player A is. Uh, but uh, keep in mind, both teams have two safeties that start. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, player A is Reed. And then player B is uh, that Wall, not Waller. Uh, Walker. Uh, incorrect. So, oh. uh, player Cook? A is Brian Cook. Yeah. Player B is I hope I don't butcher his name, but Alohi Gilman. Okay. So, and the the Chargers' other safety is Derwin James. Derwin so, James. I knew yeah. that's what I. Yeah, that's uh, what I think I that's who you're thinking of, but yeah. yeah. What yeah, did I say? So, uh, you said Walker or something. I I wasn't sure mm. who you're referring to. Mm. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? I don't know, man. Things. I'm getting older, and I can't remember things like I used to. All right. Well, I'll I'll let it slide this time. So, <laughs> um, so you chose I got it player, wrong either way. So you chose player B, but you th- yeah. thought player A was the Chiefs guy. Yeah. As far yeah. as stats go, I mean, player B looks like he would be the guy I'd take too. Uh, yeah. The other side that's not on here is uh, Brian Cook does a lot more pass or not pass a yeah. uh, rush defense though. Yeah. Than, than the Chargers do. The Chiefs rely on their safeties a lot for run support, and right. uh, Brian Cook put this head in there a lot. So, yeah, uh, yeah, all for it. All right, but that, one more. I mean, that's a big key, right, for the game Sunday is the four, the four linemen, defensive linemen getting pressure on Herbert. Right, yes. that's going to help because of the weapons they have. We need the four to get oh, pressure yeah. on Herbert, and so the Dallas Cowboys were able to do it. We need to be able to do it if we want to be a championship team. Yeah, we need to get four. So I I forgot to say that, but that is I think crucial to watching yes. this game is to see if we can get pressure on Herbert without without blitzing all our guys because they do have such great dynamic weapons uh, on the outside. And Herbert, if he has time, is going to pick us apart. So yeah, absolutely. And that's something we talked about the last few weeks too. Is yeah, we want to see the Chiefs get more pressure without blitzing. When they blitz, they right. get pressure almost every time. Oh, yeah. But uh, so their blitzing packages are very effective when they do, but. Yeah, yeah, you want to be able to see some of those guys in in coverage and not just blitzing the whole time. So right, right. So moving to the next segment, 
which is crazy. We have segments anyway. I, hey, uh, <laughs> we're, we're a professional studio here, right? Professional podcast. So yeah, here in my kitchen. We got segments. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we are doing the power rankings. Who are your power rankings for this week? Uh, as you look at the AFC, because that's all that matters because the NFC is weak. Uh, well, other who, than maybe two teams, but yes. Well, when has the NFC team won the Super Bowl last? I mean, maybe the Buccaneers and the Rams. The Rams and yeah, okay, never mind. Uh, so, <laughs> but who in uh, the AFC is the power rankings? Because the Chiefs right now still have the number one seat, even though they're tied with the Dolphins. Well, uh, this is my power ring. So there's been a little bit of movement, but not too much. Uh, I yeah. think the top five in the AFC are are pretty uh, pretty steady at this point. I mean, obviously they could change in the coming weeks, but I, I don't see any other team that can overtake any of these teams right now. Uh, so we'll go from five to one this week. So all right, number five team, the Buffalo Bills. Still, uh, they're they're in there hanging on, kind of by a thread. They they look yeah. They have some weapons to find. Uh, Diggs, you know, great weapon for all of them, but man, he he can't be the only one. So, uh, a lot of questions with them. But then we got the Ravens. Uh, they got a great defense. Lamar's healthy, so they're yeah they're looking like a team that is ready to play. So, uh, yeah, w- watch out for them. They played a lot of close games, still haven't really blown anybody out, but they're still winning and uh, team to watch out for there. Number three, uh, moving up in the polls here, the oh, Jacksonville man. Jaguars. Uh oh. Right? So, um, man, their offense is starting to click. They're starting to pull away and win by some double digit wins here. And so, uh, they're moving on up. They're not, I don't think they're quite to some of these other guys yet, but yeah. I mean, the Jags, they've, uh, they've been some, a lot of these other teams already. They, they beat the, uh, the Bengals earlier in the year. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, play all those out. But then they also, um, I'm sure, I think. Yeah, they beat the Bills uh, too. So yeah, they, they uh, yeah, they're moving on up too. Their offense is looking good, and so at least the number two, the Dolphins, uh, their offense is elite, best in the league. They're they're averaging a hundred yards more than the next closest team to them. Yeah, yeah. Have so you watched a Dolphin game yet? Have uh, you seen the Dolphins? Parts Just of it, not not the okay. whole thing. So now people are comparing them to the greatest show on turf. Do you think they are better than the greatest show on turf? Man, honestly, they might be. With with the how they're moving and putting up points and the speed, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I I need to see it for a full season though, and not just a quarter of the season. Uh, well, they, especially the warmest mark. parts of the month, the warmest parts of the month, right, or right. the year, the the football year, right? Yeah, and you know their biggest question right now is their defense because their defense is still giving up a lot of points too. But yeah, yeah. just the number one, the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, they're playing close games, but they're they're still winning those games. And in a close game, coaching matters, and I think we got one of the best head coaches. Oh. So. Come on. Uh, Chiefs number one. I don't think I'd change a single thing on there. Yeah. All right. My well, I don't know. Three. The Bengals – I might take the Bills out and put the Bengals in because the Bengals look more complete than the Bills do right now at this point. Yeah. yeah. I, I still have questions about Joe Burrow. He looks fine when he's running, but still looks a little – I mean, yeah, yeah. I know he's doing better and he's improving. Right. Just, Bengals I, I scare me. The, Bengals scare me. If just they for continue the record. to improve, yes, but we'll see. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. see. I, I'm not saying that they're not, but they just started so off so poorly that I got to see some improvement uh, to move them on up. So, uh, all right, bottom three real quick. So, uh, worst to, to best, I guess, or not best, but third worst. Yeah. <laughs> so, worst <laughs> to sell the Broncos. They they got a lot of questions. Oh, man. Yeah. 
one and five. Yeah, number fifteen. So uh, the Patriots they are getting blown out <sighs> week by week at this point, and it does not look good for Bill Belichick. So no. Uh, but just because of who he is, they'll probably give him a, some more chances. But then number fourteen, the Titans a losing Ryan Tannehill, which isn't the best quarterback in the league, but man. still, uh, man, yeah, it's gonna be, they're gonna struggle. They saw Derrick Henry, but when you're one dimensional, teams are much more keen to stop you. So. That's our bottom three for this week. So, agree, disagree, like it. Oh yeah, like I think it. those are good. I think those are good. Yeah, those are good picks there for the bottom three. Well, thanks for joining us in this episode of the Keenum Corner. This episode is brought to you by Ohe Threads, where a portion of every purchase goes to support missions all over the world, one super soft tee at a time. You can find them online at ohethreads.com. We'll see you next time right here in the Kingdom Corner.